I'm going to do a series of six episodes in a row that are going to break down the step-by-step plan to organize any space in your home. And the reason I'm doing this is I had somebody write in and say, how, but how do I tackle a space that is overwhelming me? And I realized sort of looking back over my podcasts, I've never really treated y'all like a client in which I say, okay, let's start here. And these are the steps I take. And these are the ones I do with every client I have. I'm going to do this through the lens of organizing a pantry, just so we have a specific example. You could apply this anywhere. And maybe later I'll go back and repeat this series, but through the lens of like a closet or something so that you all can see how these same five steps will work itself through any space you want to organize. The reason it's six and not five is because I want to do today's, which is like an intro of what you should do before you even start to organize any space. And these are questions I typically will talk to my clients about at the initial consultation before we even jump in to even touch one thing as far as organizing is concerned. As a bonus, (laughs) it was supposed to happen over the weekend. And today is a holiday. So my kids are home and I'm still fingers crossed going to try and jump in. But in my Facebook group, I'm going to try and at the very least send some pictures of me actually practicing this with my own pantry so that you can see these steps. All right, let's dig in. Hey friend, welcome to the Joy Loving Home Podcast. I'm Joy, wife, mom of four, (laughs) and unorganized professional organizer. I have a heart for ADHD moms and kids. After spending years learning and organizing for other people, I realized there's a real need to turn the concept of being well-planned and organized upside down. It shouldn't be created exclusively by type A naturally organized people as a way to fix you or your home. Organizing, planning, and productivity should fit the way our brains think. Albert Einstein said, everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. (laughs) Well, fish, let's quit trying to climb trees while being given tips by well-intentioned monkeys who cannot understand how our brains think. Join me in the water and learn how to swim with the current of your life. It's time to choose unorganized organization and flexible productivity. It's time to choose progress over perfection. I'm in this journey with you, and together, we can choose joy. This is episode 42, which I am calling Step-by-Step Plan to Organize Any Space in Your Home, the intro. (laughs) Before I get started, I want to give credit where credit is due. We are going to follow a plan that was created by Julie Morgan Stern, uh, which she created to the acronym SPACE. And I know I've mentioned it before in in a podcast, and I believe I kind of breeze through the steps. I am purposely recording each step as its own podcast so that you will very quickly be able to go to that specific step listen to just that piece so you don't get overwhelmed and start listening to the next step. Just listen to the piece that you are on in the moment so that you get the overall arching, you know, I love acronyms. Her acronym to organize any space is called SPACE (laughs) and it stands for S, sort, P, purge, A, assign, um, C, contain, and E, equalize. And I will break down each of those as we progress. 
I know in general, people have a tendency to want to just jump in (laughs) and get busy once they've actually gotten the urge to organize. But in the interest of calming our impulsive nature, I just want to say, take a breath and think first about a few things before the jumping in gets started. You may think you've been preparing because you maybe have been looking at Pinterest or on Instagram at these beautiful pantries or whatever space it is that you're interested in digging into. You may have told yourself that you really need to get rid of things and you're going to be ruthless this time. You might have even purchased some organizing products, which is everybody's biggest mistake. And if you want to know more about that, go back and listen to episode 16 for the details as to why buying containers first is the worst possible decision you can make. But let's say you did all of those things and you're like, I'm ready. What does she mean? Do this ahead of time. Take a breath, step back a second. And instead, I want you to think of a couple other questions that will actually be more important for you to feel prepared as you step into this space that you want to organize. All right, question number one. First of all, what is the one space that you're planning to organize? And is there a way to make that even smaller? So for the example I'm using, you might say, oh, I want to organize my kitchen. It's time to organize my kitchen. Well, the kitchen is a minefield of spaces and it can be super complex. So in order to not dig everything out of our kitchen, get overwhelmed, lose hope and stop, <laughs> and make, make our life even worse, let's break it down. So the kitchen can be the pantry, which is what I'm going to focus on. It can be just the refrigerator, just the freezer. It can be just the drawers or a drawer. It can be the top cabinets or the bottom cabinets. Sometimes when you're wanting to sort of rearrange the way you've been using the space, like in cabinets or in drawers, you do have to tackle more than one at a time because sort of a a domino effect happens where you're like, oh, the smartest place to have kept the glasses is in this cabinet, but that cabinet now holds pots and pans and now I've got to move the pots and pans which make the most sense to be in this cabinet but that cabinet holds Tupperware and now I gotta move the Tupperware. So you see how it can domino effect. So where you can try and chunk into smaller spaces, fridge freezer is a standalone or just the fridge or just the freezer. Just the pantry is a standalone. Try and break down whatever space you're thinking about into the smallest chunk and say, this one space is where I'm going to start and try and focus all of your energy on not getting distracted by walking something that was in the pantry somewhere else and losing track. So that's question number one. Question number two, understanding your why. <laughs> I know, I know that's like, oh my why. Um, but where I mean by this is saying, well, because I want to get organized is not necessarily enough. Why did you want to organize the pantry? Is it because you keep finding expired food? Is it because you find stale food? Is it because you can't find the one thing you wanted to cook with? And so you run to the store and buy another and you buy three because you don't want to run out again. And then you go to put it away. And when you're putting it away, you find three others already sitting there and you don't know why you couldn't find them five minutes ago. <laughs> so kind of it's it's a little self-assessment of what is it about the organizing that I am looking most forward to. I'm hoping a lot of it is function-based. If you're like, because I want it to look pretty like the pictures I saw on Pinterest. Pretty is not organized. Pretty can be a byproduct of getting yourself organized. 
staging and organizing are two separate things. And I want you to know a really solid why because that's going to help you with the purging. That's going to help you with knowing how to assign spaces to the things that are in your pantry or in your space that you're trying to organize. Really kind of break down your why a little more. Again, is it finding things easier? Is it finding a home for everything? Is it having less food waste? Is it to make your kids more independent so they can get snacks by themselves? Is it to make cleaning up quicker and easier? All of those things will weigh into helping you focus when the time comes. Number three is get to know your organizing style. I'm going to rope in somebody else who is a far bigger expert than I am in this area. There is a lady known as Cass the Clutterbug. (laughs) You know, it's funny. I'm not even sure I know her last name. It's like Arson or something, like two A's in a row. She's Canadian. So I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. But she has a show on HGTV called Hot Mess Home. I think it's what it's called. She has a website. She's got a huge amount of things on YouTube about finding your organizing style. And she divides people into various bugs. They're clutter bugs. I would love for you to go see some of that. I would love for you to go take her quiz and I'll link it in the show notes. But if you just go onto YouTube and you're, you type in cast the clutter bug, she's going to pop up and almost immediately you'll see her quiz as a way to get started. But the way she divides people up, you're either a ladybug, a ca- cricket, a butterfly, or a bee. You're divided up based on four quadrants, I guess. So the first thing you ask yourself is, do I prefer visual abundance or visual simplicity? That means when you're sitting around and looking around at your space, does a buildup of clutter make you anxious and you prefer it to be very quiet and streamlined visually? Or does that make you feel cozy and you worry too much about out of sight, out of mind? So if you were to look through like the minimalism phase, do those spaces look stark and sort of cold to you? Or does that make your heart sigh and you're like, yes, I want that? Or when you are in somebody's space that is you know it's clean and you know it's cozy, but they've got knickknacks around and they've got 17 photos of their loved ones. And does that make you feel like, oh, this is such a warm, happy home? Or does it make your skin crawl because you just want some of that to go away? Sort of thinking about your style is super important when you go to set up your system. And then the second part of the quadrants that she breaks people to is do you need categories based on simplicity or abundance as well. So if you open a desk drawer and all of your writing utensils are in one section and all of the any type of paper is in another and that's good enough for you because you open it and you know it's going to be one of the other places you don't need to dig that hard or you don't mind digging through all of the writing utensils to find your favorite pen, you prefer simplicity in categories. If you're like, no, 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 I need pencils separated from highlighters, separated from pens, separated from markers, separated from Sharpies, then you prefer detailed categories for your brain to be at peace. When you take her quiz, it'll lead you into this and you'll find out which one you are. I happen to be a ladybug. And as a ladybug, I like visual simplicity But I need broad categories to make 
getting things back in place simply um, easy to do. So I don't I don't worry about breaking things down into tiny little categories when I'm sorting or storing things. I though I I need for it to be kind of put away and and if you're just glancing around my kitchen you would go oh, wow she's so organized but then you <laughs> then you might open a cabinet or a drawer and be like what the heck happened inside of here I'm really good at stuffing things away because I like the visual simplicity but not real good at creating the tiny little categories inside so anyway we're we're all our own strength one is not right one is not wrong it's just that sort of getting to know yourself better and with your own education of yourself you can adapt your environment so that you can benefit from it and that's really to me the boiling down of the best part of organizing and this is why there is no one right way is when you adapt your environment to suit and serve you you have achieved what you're trying to achieve. That is actually organization. That is actual functionality. It doesn't have to look a certain way. It doesn't have to follow anyone's roles. It has to follow roles that mean you function best in the environment and you set it in a way that serves you, not that hinders you. With all that being said, (laughs) number four is know your unique lifestyle and be realistic. And what I mean by that is, are you constantly on the run? Are you driving from here to there? And when you have two seconds to bring groceries in that you might have run to get between practice A and practice B, you have just enough time to shove the cold stuff somewhere and you're out the door again. Be realistic about your environment. If I have other examples relating to like a closet, but let's say that I really want to repeat this as a closet. So I'm going to really zero into just pantry so I don't jump all over the place. In a pantry situation, if you are always rushed when you're putting the groceries away, you are not going to achieve what you've seen on Pinterest in the way of all the separate decanted can- categori- uh, categories, um, containers, all the different containers that people have poured stuff into and set up just so and their you know vegetables are pre-cut and washed and in the little containers if you literally are jumping out of your car throwing the frozen stuff in the freezer the refrigerated stuff in the refrigerator leaving everything else on the counter and jumping back in the car to run off to the practice and guys this is this is no judgment this is not well they need to simplify their life because how can you this is reality for people. And I speak from experience. I have four kids that I allowed to be in one activity at a time. It was a constant run before they started getting their own licenses. Many times I had to be three and four places at once. And it took a village just to get everybody everywhere. It It isn't a judgment. It's being super realistic about your unique lifestyle. If you are a stay-at-home mom and you guys are around all the time and you have the luxury to say, I'm going to actually turn this into a curriculum moment and the kids are going to be part of organizing and decanting and putting things away and we have this built into this part, fantastic. Make that a part of your unique, realistic lifestyle, but be honest with yourself. So that's number four. Okay, so just recap. What is the one space you're going to focus on? Break it down. What is your actual why? What is your organizing style? And what is your unique lifestyle? Be realistic. 
So if you have sort of talked yourself through those four questions and you feel like you're ready, then you can jump into the next episode where we start with step one in the SPACE acronym, which is sorting. I can't wait to talk to you then. (laughs) And if you want to jump into the the Facebook group and see how I'm doing on my pantry, which is currently a disaster, even though it had systems once, jump over there and join me. Just go to bit.ly slash joy loving home community and you will arrive at the Facebook group. And guys, I'm trying so hard to give the nerve up to go on there live. I have a lot of excuses. I have excuses that I'm nervous about just the technology of going live, about whether you can even hear me, what it's going to look like. I have the anxiety of just, I get to edit this podcast. I do it very minimally, let's be honest. But just hearing me live, I don't know. And I should have done this when there were only 10 of us in there. And you guys are so loving and lovely and supportive and wonderful. And I just want to say I really appreciate you guys as a community. But uh, now there's 60 of you in there and guys, I've got to do it. If you just, if you want to even send me a little, you can do this because we want to see this. (laughs) You guys can make me accountable just by how awesome you are. So anyway, that is the goal. But if you want to join me over there, I'm going to start. I've got already an errand. I've got to run my daughter to PT this afternoon, but I'm going to try and still give you a, here's where it's starting from clip and getting ready to do the sorting. And I'm going to just keep publishing these next five episodes as quickly as I can into each step. And if you're following in the Facebook group and following on the podcast, you should be able to go back and forth and see them both back and forth pretty quickly. So I don't have any kind of set timeline of, oh, I'm going to drop this Monday and this Tuesday and this Wednesday. I'll do it whenever it sort of makes sense on this journey that I'm actively taking right now. And if you want to join me, I will put a post about this journey in our group. Just say, hey, I'm doing it with you. And please share pictures. Please, it will help us all uh, ask questions because I can address them as I continue recording these podcasts because I'm literally going to record them as I go. All right. So see you with the next one very soon. And until then, choose joy. Did we just connect? Do you feel at home here? Oh gosh, then please do me a favor. I'd love to have you here for the next episode. And to do that, you need to follow or subscribe or hit the little plus button, whatever it takes to be here next time I drop an episode. And while you're at it, if you could scroll down and find where people rate and review the podcast, and if you would add your thoughts, it would mean the world to me. First of all, it would help other moms like us find me and they wouldn't have to feel so alone. But I actually just like hearing from you. It means a lot to know your thoughts and so that I can keep doing a a good job and having episodes that mean something to you. So connect with me. DM me on Instagram. I'm at joylovinghome. Or you can email me, joy at joylovinghome.com. Or join my community. It's bit.ly slash joylovinghomecommunity. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember... Keep choosing joy.